Welcome to our wrap-up episode to conclude. Uh, you flubbed. I flubbed. Mm-hmm. I came in so confidently. Yeah. But... You didn't look confident. No, I'm... <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I want to get away from the perception that I mean to you or that oh, we're mean to each other. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but people who listen to this feel like we have a back and forth that is like resentful or something like that but really it's yeah. like where would they get that idea <laughs> just kidding it's just yeah it's not it's not coming from anywhere i think we both really like each other i don't want to start off the episode doing that but uh <laughs> all right we are <laughs> celebrating the end of season one of the locomotive podcast with a wrap-up episode yeah. and before we dive into that i will say we have one more episode coming out uh, that is in the style of season one. It's going to be considered season one. It's just that the timeline in which like the interview is happening and the event that we're speaking about is happening, uh, it kind of just lined up with coming out Well, I think later. that we wanted to still... like I think the idea of season two is, like yes, a different general format, but not saying no to doing interviews when it feels like appropriate or we're interested in something. Yeah. So I think it's totally fine. Yeah. And well, cause like art and the art community does not stop just because like, you know, that's season ended, I guess that in which we covered that. It doesn't revolve around us. <laughs> so we do want to make it like, okay. And normalize, you know, doing something that's not on theme of for the season or whatever. Um, just when the, occasion strikes yeah when the occasion strikes exactly so um that's gonna be a good episode we're gonna be interviewing jorge rojas uh fanny guadalupe blauer and uh maruch i forgot her last name but um we're going to be interviewing them about the art of belonging exhibit that's happening at uvu and um talking about the panel, artist panel that's coming up that I will be mm. on. Yeah. And Do also... you know of any any other artists who are in that exhibit? <laughs> any names come to mind? Yeah. Uh, Andrew Alba's in it. Interesting. You're going alphabetically. Taylor. Okay, so A's. <laughs> any, anyone with a B name? Um, not right now. Oh, really? Well, no, I anyone don't... with a B name you can think of? Uh, Who's in the Art of Belonging show at UVU? What? Me? Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just said Congrats, that. Congrats, Sherlock. I'm going to be part of the panel. I just said that. Oh, I already had the joke set up in my mind. Yeah, so you weren't even listening. listening. You were too busy constructing this joke that clearly flopped. And that's going to flop. No. I think, okay. every, I think. Let us know if you laughed. <laughs> yeah, so it's. Um, and we're also. I mean, Maruch is going to have a talk, and she's coming all the way from Mexico to Utah to do a talk on. August 8th, I believe, and then the exhibit panel is going to be on August 11th. So there's a lot to promote there and a lot to talk about, and I hope we can do it in, like, the time frame that we can. Yeah. There's just so... I bet we can talk forever to these folks. Whew, yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's days like these that I'm glad I'm not the one editing this show. Okay, well, <laughs> let's just... Uh... Bianca fucking hates me. I mean, no. <laughs> but you did drag your feet so much to get this episode recorded. You did too. No, I had an action plan. The action plan was, I make dinner, 
we eat dinner and then we record, but you literally picked me up physically from the kitchen and threw me into bed to sleep and take a nap. Yeah, and it was time. I, that's not me dragging my feet. That's me taking action. By, you know, you're, you're delaying the activity we were supposed to get done. I'm preparing. <laughs> By taking a nap? It's a process. <laughs> okay, well, I'm excited to see what this process will yield. Do you have anything super interesting to say right now? Yeah, I right do. after your nap? <laughs> 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 yeah, so we're going to kind of do like a recap of our first season. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of go through what we did. Um, so season one, episode one was Public Art and You with Renato. When did that come out? Locomotivepodcast.com. Um, that came out on February 3rd, 2023. That was, I was gonna say, I remember, our first episode. Yeah, I remember we met Renato at the library. This is when we thought we would record at the library. Yeah, <laughs> which we did a couple times. Yeah, that I remember being really pretty nervous um, because you knew Renato, I did not, um, and yeah, we we're just kind of embarking on this thing that I've been wanting to do for a long time. And it was really setting the scene. This was such a good first episode because we got to. It was a really good talk first to Renato, episode. who's amazing to talk to, who's so used to doing interviews like this, who's so prepared. And we were able to talk about, like, something that we both didn't have a lot of information on. So it was, like, a genuine, like, not asking questions for the sake of the interview, but asking questions because we just didn't know Yeah, about public art. I think art. it really set the tone for uh, the kind of conversations we're going to have, just in terms of, like, our curiosity being the thing that was driving it. This is when we had the format, too, of doing, like, a scripted intro. Did um, we do that? We did that for, like, a few episodes as having this, like, very scripted... I intro, forgot about that. I would write it, and then I'd just be like, okay, which one do you want to read? And we'd come in, like, super, like, gotten... NPR guns ablazing. <laughs> We've gotten a lot more loosey-goosey, which I think is good, especially as we're going into this new season, which, as a reminder, is going to comprise us um, explaining some things to each other after doing some research. So it's going to be centered much more on us, us talking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's gonna be fun. It's gonna be very playful, very silly. Yeah, I think it was probably good that we started out being a little bit, you know, less playful. But I think we both knew it was gonna get to that point. Mm-hmm. And then we had our first interview with like an individual that we didn't know, you know, uh, for episode two with Susan Campbell, who you know we talked about public art, and now we're talking about public grants. Um, and this is when, you know, we're very much trying to create content that is, in, like, instructional yeah. and educational and very, like, how-to. Um, so I think we continue to do, but just not in as, like, forward-facing way. Mm-hmm. Um, these first three episodes were a lot more, like, in that, of that instructional nature. Yeah. So, and I and still like even... that idea. Yeah, me too. And I... But it's hard to pull that out of every single conversation. Some conversations are going to be about the story. Some are going to be about how to. Some are going to be more exploratory. Maybe we won't even talk about, like, the artist stuff. You know, we talk about something else. And I like having the freedom to do whatever. Yeah. I think we both need that going Mm -hmm. forward. Um, Season 
or episode three was with the rack, which feels like the Roots Arts Collective. Yes, which feels like so long ago that we were doing these, and that I mean those first three episodes were I think we had said at the time that they were just like such the perfect triumvirate of like the episode one was like learning about how public you know uh, Renato's the public art manager I think at the time um, for the city so then episode two was talking about grants public grants with Susan Campbell and season three is Roots Art Collective episode, episode yeah episode three Roots Art Collective the rack where we then kind of see people who have benefited from getting grants from working with people like Renato. So it just was so full circle in a way that felt super satisfying to have gotten to that point. And, and so, and I think that instructional nature like really worked um, because it was like we were putting these um, pieces of this picture together mm-hmm. and then we kind of started just moving towards like people in the arts community and just kind of, I, I think still doing kind of like an instructional bent to things, but less about like here's step by step by step what you would need to do yeah exactly because it's again it's just like that takes a lot more of control over the conversation to provide and and that's not what's happening organically every single time so yeah why try to form that if it's not like the organic conversation that's happening yeah it doesn't mean to say that people aren't going to learn about like the conversation that we had with Horacio next you know, like, there was a lot to learn from that, but it wasn't in the way where it's like, here's a template for you to become an artist. Yeah. So episode four was um, with Horacio Rodriguez, and we talked about the boombox benefit that happened in April of this year. Uh, when did this episode come out? I think in March? March 10th. March 10th. Yeah. And this is such a... I will always remember this episode pretty fondly, because, yeah. I mean, it's kind of the first time me and Horacio, like, actually talked i've interviewed him before for slug um and just obviously i've seen him like around the community and stuff but like this is the first time i got to actually really know him and from there i we um i asked him you know like if i could be on the board of mika uh i thought he asked you did he i feel like i was really aggressive about it i feel like he was like yeah we need people to do this yeah and then i said can i do it yeah. Yeah. I feel um, like he was not angling, but. I don't know what I said. You let us know yeah. how that went. Sound off <laughs> in the comments. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that was really great because, like, I loved learning about the idea of the boombox benefit and, like, how it came together and then also talk about Mika and all that stuff. But, yeah, so now me and Horacio, like, actually work together on the Mestizo Institute of Culture and Arts, which has a lot of exciting things coming up this year. So uh, that was really, like, special because it was the beginning of something that I'm really, really enjoying and that's very fulfilling for me right now in the arts community. Yeah. Episode 5. This So, episode 4 comes out March 10th. Episode five comes out March twenty fourth because guess what? Guess who was right that a bi weekly podcast makes way more sense. I could have made every week work. Yeah. But we would have gotten a divorce. Yeah. <laughs> it was for the sake of our friendship, our romantic relationship, our professional relationship, our physical relationship. And Parker Parker communicated their needs and their needs was a 
bi-weekly podcast. Pump the brakes. But, I mean, I will say, I, I still do all the editing, I still do all the graphics, I still maintain the website, and I still do all the coordination, which is how much of the work, baby? Most of it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we agreed on. That's what it was always going to be. Uh-huh. Um, let's talk about the next episode. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> if I can push past my seething anger towards you. <laughs> I'm so- I'm supposed to be angry. Yeah. I'm the tired one. No, we didn't talk about Protestus. Go back. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> this one's called Erasing Erasure Through Cultural Exchange with Pro Artists Mexico. We should I... go through and read all the episode yeah. titles, okay. actually. Yeah, let's all do right. it. They're all pretty good. Okay. We'll trade We'll take off. turns. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. See, episode one is Public Art and You with Renato Almedo Gonzalez. Then episode two. Make an art on the government's dime. A discussion on public grants with Susan Campbell. I will say I've been pretty instrumental in these episode titles. Yeah, you do help that, but I mean. Uh-huh. Looking, episode <laughs> three, looking for walls to paint. Roots Art Collective. That one was you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sort of a dud, I think we can all agree. <laughs> Episode four, little boom boxes everywhere. The boom box benefit with Horacio Rodriguez, and I yeah. would love to know how many people got that reference. Yeah, me too. That's an, that's definitely a banger episode title <laughs> for people who know. Yeah, joke for if you know. Um, I came up with that one. Episode five is erasing erasure through cultural exchange with Paradis Mexico. So this one, this Peter was great. Hay. I uh, you didn't do the interview with me. Um, yeah, I wasn't there for this one. But I had such a good conversation with Peter, and we talked for so long. I mean, like, again, this is, like, one of those conversations where we could just talk and talk and talk and talk yeah. about the needs I of I think the thing that ended stuff. up being the episode was really cut down, too. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely had to cut it down, like, a lot. But um, it was still such a potent episode, and uh, we talked about kind of just, yeah, like, the importance of culture exchange and, like, how to stimulate that in order to rewrite narratives in this Mm. country let's see episode six what science got to do with it the relationship between art and technology with multimedia artists reza safavi oh reza reza excuse me yeah um this came out in april and i had just written an article about uh an exhibit at that thomas pump and grocery grocery and pump grocery and pump in ephraim um at granary at Granary, at Granary Arts that we love. Um, and, yeah, this, you know, I was just like, we need to talk to him because his approach, his medium is so unique and interesting. And using technology and science to, like, accomplish artistic concepts. I think we were both attracted to his playfulness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, not necessarily in thomas grocery and pump in particular but just in like all of his stuff that he's done yeah very playful very curious that story about him what was it like starting a fire yeah he like lit some fireworks and caught his childhood couch on fire yeah and uh yeah yeah and like that like that inspiring him (laughs) to make (laughs) you know art like that um and then we did episode seven. You want to say this title? Inclusivity and access within modern tattooing with Haya Manito. Yeah. Oh, I loved this conversation. We talked yeah. for like three more hours after the episode ended. Yeah. No, there, there's a couple of these where 
we really could have just done like five star runtime episodes. But yeah, had to had to cut it off at a certain point. But this was interesting. I I remember thinking that I uh, didn't have a lot to contribute for this episode. I mean, how's that different from any other episode? You might be asking. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, because you know, I don't have any tattoos. Uh, you guys were t- both talking a lot about your experience of getting tattoos as people of color, um, and just like the cultural baggage that comes along with that, um, kind of within your own cultures, and then also in Utah. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely an episode where I was m- doing more listening too. Yeah. I mean, I definitely had more, you know, of a back and forth with Hi about, like, because uh, things in common, but mm-hmm. um, I definitely just really like to listen to them and hear, like, they're just so cute and funny and... Yeah. And just... Made me laugh a lot. Lighthearted and... But also so down to talk about the heavy, real stuff. Yeah. Um, they just, like, switch in the moment to being a goofy ass to being yeah. pretty, pretty real. Take talk, talking to us about like some deep like trauma and like hard things, and then giggling at the end of it and making yeah. a joke. Uh-huh. Um, but this is a really good one. This episode, I just remember editing it was so challenging because like there was just a lot of audio issues, and yeah. I really wanted to um, not lose the magic and the flow of the episode. So I just remember like being very spending a lot of time with it and really being sad when it came out because I didn't feel like it, it was, it gave it, it gave the conversation justice. Um, mm. that's another thing I hope to resolve while we take this break and when it's just you and me recording, um, between, you know, then probably season three will we're start interviewing people again or whatever we decide whatever to do. do. Um, yeah, um, I think like, we, there's so many where I'm just like, fuck. Yeah. You know? I had exasperation at that point that I've kind of run out of where I'm at the point where I'm like, I'm just happy we're getting them up and that it's happening. If we, if we just... I, It's a money issue, not a skill issue. It's kind of a skill issue. Sometimes it's been a skill issue. But yeah. Okay, well... This is episode eight. This one was... I think we both really enjoyed this. Um, this is A Union for the Books, which is a good title. Mm-hmm. Um, a Union for the Books with SLC Public Library Workers United. Um, so this came out May 5th after the April 24th announcement where Salt Lake Librarians talked about that they were going to form, that their intention to form a, um, a union. Yeah. And uh, as far as I know, it hasn't, there, there, I don't know of any progress there. Um, in terms of it being formally recognized. I think there's still meetings happening. I yeah. I think there's still, like, meeting, which is kind of like a union-busting top, uh, tactic. Tactic to, like, just drag, drag it out, out and try to mm-hmm. drag out the momentum or whatever. But I think they're, I mean, they're active on Instagram, still talking yeah. about, you know, what can happen, uh, what they're doing next. So, uh yeah, people are. Yeah, they're they're very okay. Oh, they might finally recognize us as a union. Wow, okay. live update. Live update. I'm getting a word in my ear that um, there's a chance for 
the library to formally recognize the union. So hopefully that turns out. But I think just that was a good conversation. It was like rejuvenating because I think everybody mm-hmm. feels really depressed about their relationship to labor. Um, and so just to see that this group of people was putting such a thoughtful and concerted effort towards um trying to achieve a more equitable working relationship with the people who pay them um, was just really satisfying and invigorating. And it was like kind of springtime during that time. Um, It was one of the parts of April and May where we were like getting some nice weather instead of it snowing. So I don't know. There's just like a lot of energy. Yeah. We were we, house-sitting. We were house-sitting, and it was like a virtual thing, and I was making sure my dogs didn't escape the backyard. A lot of so birds on that episode. My, yeah, there was a lot of birds. Um, I was... So, I, I looked at the Zoom video after, and I my eyes were totally, like, not on the camera. So, I had this insecurity after that they felt like I wasn't listening, and I was just trying to, like, get a story out there, like, get content or something. <laughs> uh, I think they probably appreciated that we were shining a light on it, and... I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> if you're one of our guests and you hate us. Please let me know because I'm just going to assume you do. <laughs> yeah. Confirm one way or the other. It will be better for all of us. Uh, so then I think a, a candidate for one of my favorite episodes, though it might be some recency bias, was episode nine. Collage and Community with Clover Mills. Yeah. Very, I think, sentimental episode because... Yeah, very tender. Be, yeah, and partly because, and we mentioned it in that episode, but I met Clover because Bianca had assigned me to um, interview them back in, like, 2018, and that was their first interview that someone had done with them, and this was their second interview that someone had done with them, and so we were just, like, kind of all sitting around a table being like, damn. And they just had so much to say. that They're one of those people that's, like a bit reserved, kind of quiet, but like when you get them talking or are in an environment where they feel comfortable talking, they've got so much, yeah. so many interesting things to say and so many thoughtful things that yeah. are like, damn, you really articulated that. I felt very lucky to be like that they felt comfortable enough with us to, to talk about the topics that they did and to like take the time and like. Uh, articulate a lot of concepts and a lot of things to work on as a society uh and i just really appreciated that because again like it is i have known clover for a while but never really sat down and talked to them and just like listened uh yeah and it had been a while and it was really nice to be able to do that and have their trust in this space of conversation mm-hmm. um which uh, yeah, like it was just—it was really a beautiful, like, uh, sentimental conversation. That, like, we again, this was another one where we were like, we need to go to bed, like, we yeah. need to go to sleep, and like, but we're like enthralled by this like very long, very multifaceted, very deep conversation. I remember the candles were lit. Yeah, we were sitting at the table, and it was pretty. like. It was one of those conversations that began when the sun was up, and then it was nighttime. We like watched the entire sunset, mm. and it was back in May. Yeah, wow, really... Zelda had been out at that point. That's interesting. Anyway, then episode ten, probably the the funniest interview. Definitely uh, the funniest. Uh, make friction funny. An interview with comedian and DJ Brooke Nielsen. Oh, I love Brooke. Um, I would like to talk to her again. She's 
great. She is just, like, kind of one of those people that's always doing something, but everything that she's doing, it's like, wait, like, oh, you told me you were doing this thing, but I didn't realize, like, how amazing this thing is, like, that you're describing. She's just not very, like, bombastic about, like, the things that she does, but she's very, very talented with everything that she does. Yeah, talented so, individual. She talks uh, to us about this... this Kind of was like an all-over conversation. Yeah. I remember jumping around. Yeah, because I think we were talking to her probably because of, like, the fact that she's doing comedy, she's doing DJing, so it's like an uh, an interesting look into those communities, those Mm -hmm. art communities. Um, But then I I think this was the conversation, uh, one of the conversations where I felt the most, um, like, it was most relatable to me personally. A lot of things she was saying about like her worldview and her experience of reality. Um, I, I was like, yes, this this really speaks to me personally. Yeah, she had a lot of useful things to say about like specifically having to deal with like Utah male comedians and like the Utah comedian culture that is prominently white and male, you know, mm-hmm. um, and just like her interaction with it as like a trans woman who is talking about like wants to talk about these topics wants to talk about her experience and make comedy about that but then having to like negotiate with what the general audience of utah is willing to interact with how she's perceived and how to make use of that kind of any conversation where we're going to talk about gender is one that i'm going to be very interested in so then we have episode 11 which was democratizing art criticism through conversation interview with Amy Jorgensen and Darren Jones of Critical Ground, which was, like, basically a preview to... Episode 12. Yeah. Um, where we, we recapped. So those two episodes really go together because mm-hmm. we wanted to, I don't know, give Critical Ground a lot of attention. Uh, partly because we participated in it, but, I mean... Well, definitely I... because we participated in it, because that recap episode was just, like kind of processing a lot of the things that we had gone through. Yeah, and I've interviewed Amy a lot before about critical critical ground specifically and granary arts, but uh, we've never gotten really the chance to talk about the, like, purpose of critical grounds. Like, what can't, what what does it yield? Um, And it was really cool to kind of be set up with um, the, the, you know, structure of it and understanding it and like being a fellow I was a fellow for for it and I also spoke at the event so Mm -hmm. like understanding it in that form and then going and then you know recording that talking about it and then going through it and experiencing it yeah and then recording that part so yeah it was cool to get like the broad overview and like talk to them about it then experience it then talk about it I think it'd be fun to do that kind of format again for, you know, I don't know when something like that's going to happen again. Maybe next year they'll, they'll do another one and we should do that again. Maybe, but or, or also just like finding another event that is arts related, arts community related that we can yeah. do the setup with. Because I think another idea for a season was for us to do just basically recap episodes. Yeah, of, recaps of what? Of events and stuff. Like, oh, going yeah. and doing a thing. Like, going mm-hmm. and taking Experiencing this Experiencing something. Like, yeah. And then just coming back and yeah. talking about it. That'd be fun. Um, that was that was one of another idea. So, that might be, like, what season three ends up being. Um, Getting ahead of ourselves. 
<laughs> you don't know if you'll be here in 2024. I might have, um... What did you say about 2023? <laughs> uh, 2024. I, I don't remember now. Good. That was the goal. <laughs> okay. So, then obviously episode 12 was... Stimulating the art ecosystem, <laughs> an overview of gran- Granary Arts Critical Let's do that again. Uh, stimulating the art ecosystem. Stimulating. <laughs> stimulating the art ecosystem, an overview of Granary Arts Critical Ground event. Yeah. And now we're here. And now we're here doing a wrap-up episode. Um, it's interesting because, like, it felt like parts of these... Just looking back at the whole arc of these last 12 episodes... It felt like this. Fir- these first three were just. I mean, some of these are. Like the first one was fifty-seven minutes. The third one was fifty-four minutes, but then the high one was an hour. And so, five minutes, yeah. I don't know. I think that we've basically been doing like the shortest one was with Reza, and that was thirty-nine minutes. Uh, but that's um, still like. Yeah, that's still a lot. That's why every time we record with people, we're like thirty-minute limit. We can't go over 30 minutes because it will yeah. end up being, like, so much longer anyway. Yeah. But I don't know how long the recap episode was. Go on RSS. It is. Don't play it. It's um, 45 minutes long. Yeah, it's 45 minutes yeah. long. Wow, we can talk. And then this one's 30. So this actually might be our shortest if we don't. Yeah, if we can end. cut it off. <laughs> so let's talk about our plans for season two, just to, I mean, I know we've said it, but let's just okay. cap it off. Yeah, so each episode is going to have a theme. The first episode's theme is going to be Salt Lake City lore. So this is our prompt. Parker and I are going to go off and find our stories. Do and, some independent research. Yeah, do some, you know. Research independent of each other. Uh-huh. And then, like, basically write a script or, like, write it like a story or whatever way we choose to communicate it. And then, like, read it to each other, basically. Like, tell each other these stories so that, you know, we have the... It's not having a conversation. It's kind of like a conversation, but not really. I'm going to be having a conversation. I don't know what you're going to be doing. I'm going to ignore you and continue (laughs) reading. (laughs) Like, I want to be able to ask questions. No, no, yeah, that's... Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking, too. Yeah, it's like, we'll be kind of presenting information and being like, oh, mm-hmm. presumably something will pique our interest and we'll kind of stay on It'll that be like a teacher-student dynamic where the yeah, teacher exactly. has, like, a presentation and the student asks questions and prods at mm-hmm. areas. And... Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, what if I'm a bad student and you're just, like, constantly like, Bianca, like... Hey, pay yeah, attention. Listen. Put your phone away. <laughs> yeah. Get off Instagram. Stop playing <laughs> Animal Crossing. Yeah. Stop signing up for more things to do. <laughs> yeah, every time you're not looking, that is what I'm doing. I know. It's like I come home and you're like, guess what else I am doing now? <laughs> guess what other organization I'm helming? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, yeah, so that is basically what's going to happen. But I really want, like, listener engagement here. I want y'all to give us... Come <laughs> Listen, on. guys. I need to hear you. Let's I all move to, to the us. front of the room. Got a whole front row here. <laughs> I did do that in my class this week. I taught a couple classes, a couple workshops. Really? Art week what was workshops. your verbiage? I was like, I was like, there's room up here. Everyone come up because if you don't come up, you can't see what I'm doing. And mm. then a kid with their hood on just fell asleep in the back. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I want to be that kid when I grow up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely. Bianca's the... having none of my shit today. <laughs> I'm definitely the come to the front teacher. Yeah, you are. Whatever. 
They had fun today. I won them over. Mm-hmm. So um, that's going to be the format. Um, and I think that we might, it might not necessarily be in the next two weeks. We might take a little bit of time. Uh, I never said that. <laughs> I said that we're going to do this next episode and then season two starts after. Yeah. So you do still have time to do your homework. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually very excited for this because I do feel like this first season we did basically, I feel like we achieved the vision that I had hoped to, like we're at the point that I had hoped to be, mm-hmm. where you cur- curated some amazing interviews with amazing people. Um, we, you know, despite some technical issues, I feel like we were able to do a lot of in-person interviews that felt really interesting and engaging. Our Zoom interviews were still that way, even though there's that barrier. Um, and yeah. and those episodes tended to be where we kind of did more of that instructional learning kind of thing. I don't know. I just feel like we hit the gamut of all the things that I was kind of hoping to achieve in terms of just like wide ranging topics, learning about art and community and seeing, uh, getting a look into some particular communities that I hadn't before, like mm-hmm. with Brooke talking about collaging and tattooing. It's just like, I feel like someone who, I don't know why I'm wearing these, um, someone who ha- would listen to these, I hope they would have a good time and get like a very interesting mm-hmm. cross section of like Salt Lake culture and um, the way people are here and just, you know, I don't know. I just feel like we did a good job. I feel like you did a really great job curating those first three episodes. Again, we're just like a, a perfect one, two, three. And then, you know, beyond that, even if we got away from like a, a specific through line, I think it's a cohesive season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm proud and we were consistent. We didn't miss a beat. Yeah. Missed an episode, we, even we when, even when I was on a boat. Yeah, on a cruise. I edited that Clover episode, which another one, probably one of the worst, technically. Uh, uh, but we got through it. It happened. Yeah, I it's... remember getting voice memos from you. I was very in panicked. Parker's like, I just don't think this is going to work out. I just don't. I don't see a way out. I don't see a way we can publish this. My brain. I need to go to the worst scenario for you. Do this too. You yeah. go to the worst scenario first, work through that emotionally, and then actually deal with the reality <laughs> of the problem. Because then it's like, well, I already emotionally dealt with what could have been the worst thing the ever. The worst thing. Worst case scenario. Yeah. Yeah. I, didn't, I am the same. I knew it wasn't that bad because the audio I sent you, which was Clover's half, uh, I remember listening to it and being like, this is not that bad. Yeah. The the behind the, the inside baseball of that one is that one of, on one of the mics, our mic, I had the fucking... Echo turned up all the way. I didn't... This is Parker's one job. I know. Is to make sure that the recordings are recorded. I know. I... Fine. And so for <laughs> season two, I think that you can expect much better audio quality because we're going to be very, if nothing else, consistent and we're not yeah. going to be bringing in Mind other people. The place. Um, so consistency is the goal there. And thank you so much for your patience with me as I've um, tried to figure this out. Uh, it's just, you know, it's, let's not talk about it anymore. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, um, is it hot in here? It, it is like? really it hot. Is, in it's here. actually really fucking hot. We have to turn off the AC when we record. Yeah. See, it's another audio thing. In the perfect world, we have this nice, like, living room situation where we can sit in cute chairs and mm-hmm. have mics on stands and just. I think for like 400 bucks, we could have that reality. Okay, why not? Let's do it. Okay, <laughs> it's fine. No. Oh my gosh, you're gonna drag me through the mud every second that you can. <laughs> this is why we, people think we fight. Yeah. <laughs> it's because we are. I'm just now realizing that we're fighting. 
Okay, I'm so sweaty. Well, thank you so much for listening to season one. Yeah, for real. And sticking through. And I know the ones, those of you that... Yeah, we know who you are. We know who you are because you tell us. And you ask us if we're okay. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And uh, I was going to say something. I don't know. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, Really appreciate it. And I know that we've gotten a lot more playful, a lot more... Oh, yeah, that's what I was going to say is um, thank you to people for, um, I guess, enjoying our banter. Yeah. We're, you know... (laughs) Yeah, thank you for that. (laughs) I I think to, like, it's it's kind of a lot for me to uh, be on in this way, so I think part of my way of coping with that is to be playfully combative with you. Yeah. It really brings the energy out of me. It, like, provides the tension you need where you feel... You're not, like, you're distracted by that tension. It's an invigorating friction. Yeah. Yeah. Make friction funny. Make friction. Brooke Nielsen. Yeah. I learned from the best. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I am going to do the thing that I promised that I would do, which is for season two, like, actually post on Twitter and YouTube and... That'd be great. TikTok and all that stuff, but that's just, like, so much work for me, for me to do. Maybe we could have a conversation about me doing more. oh my gosh i would love that yeah i mean we are at a point where we've become more regular with it and i don't know it doesn't feel so overwhelming as it did before where it's like ever since we've recorded Mm -hmm. i'm just like stressed about that episode yeah i i think this division of labor will be i mean i guess i'm not gonna be doing anything that you're not also doing but my whole thing is just like i don't want to edit another podcast i'm yeah. already editing one it's like no too that's much fair to... and i actually really enjoy the editing process it's just like the website maintenance or like writing the bio and the yeah you know like for me what i enjoy the most is editing the podcast recording the podcast and curating coordinating yeah and so. now we're kind of both gonna have a hand in that part of it so yeah that'll be cool yeah that will be good okay i think that's a wrap we're not fighting no <laughs> i care about you <laughs> locomotivepodcast.com locomotive slc on instagram i believe uh podcast oh, locomotive slc at gmail.com i believe that's everything yes please send us feedback um ideas for the next season or just tell us Comments. in person again we know who you are <laughs> We'll be querying you. Uh, anything else before we wrap up? Seems like no. Seems like no. Sorry. Ba-dum, ba-dum. That's not how it goes. That is not how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a Phil Collins mood. You do it. It's... No, That's it's... how it starts, though. Yeah. Locomotive, locomotive. Oh, yeah. Well, we don't even use that part of... Oh, no, we do. In the beginning, we do. Yeah. Yeah. And it gets real smooth. Yeah. Locomotive. My God. Oh, okay. One thing I wanted to put out there is I would love a new theme song. Yeah. Oh, I would too. season two. I think I love when people do that podcast I like. No shade to the current jingle, but... I've had this jingle since 2015. It's time to go. It's a bit ripe. So, um, um let's, we should interview somebody who would do it because, <laughs> because they would, because they'd like, they like us so much. Or we could just ask someone to do it or pay someone to do it. That too. Yeah. That's also on the table. So if you want to do it, you know. Yeah. 
Let us know. Locomotive.sc at gmail.com. Okay, bye. Bye. God.